We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Welcome back to Veterans Minimum. Uh, I'm not going to yell too loud because my voice is completely gone. There goes boss, obviously. <laughs> I'm back. What a beer. Everyone's here. Yo, yo. Yo, yo. Um, I just got back from Pittsburgh last night because I went to the Steeler game. Yo, how Great much, game. How much does that road trip suck, though? I've done that to go to a, a Pittsburgh Pirates game in one day. We did that. That's insane. One day. It was a 4 o'clock game. I left right after work at like 7 in the morning. And my, my buddy, I drove to my friend who lives an hour away. And he drove to Pittsburgh, which was like five hours from there. I slept the whole way, but the way back was terrible. We did that trip when we went to Ohio for Johnny's Nine show. Nine hours, yeah. That's that was, bad. That we, was trash. We drove to Ohio, and we went past Pittsburgh. And yeah. I never knew how far Pittsburgh really was. Yeah, yeah. So I always thought it, the was, west side. it was similar to Philadelphia. Where, yeah, it's like four <laughs> hours away. That's Philly's two Bedtime. hours away. Yeah. yeah. I, I looked it up, and I was like... Fuck, I hope we can like take a train. I look up a train, 12 hours. I'm like, why the fuck is this double the time? It's a train. <laughs> uh, the Buffalo train from, from Buffalo to New York, it's about eight and a half, nine hours. Because it, it counts for the stops. Yeah. It's not stops like but the subway also, here yeah, where I, you know it stops in a town. It stops in Rochester, and it's there for 20 four or five yeah, minutes, yeah. you know? Yeah, and it's or, also you know, not like a beeline. It like it drives out of the way to, you know what I mean? It's, it's Yo, it's worst ridiculous. travel experience of my life. When I transferred from Buffalo State to come home, like for good, I took Megabus, which is like a bootleg uh, Greyhound, Greyhound, but it runs from the northeast. Mm-hmm. And uh, Buffalo to Rochester is a 45-minute trip, seven and a half hours. To just to Rochester? Just to Rochester. There was four feet of snow. That is brutal. The, tr- the bus, I'm not exaggerating. 15 miles per hour yeah i remember one weekend i was coming home from oh syracuse God, and it was a blizzard yeah, i was and i was paranoid i'm gonna get stuck here the bus was like yeah we're gonna go we got to syracuse obviously like once you start making your way down south it like got a little better and i was like yo thank god we go to get on the highway there's a car already like 
to stop it. You can't even get on the entrance. The ramp is like closed off because a car peeled out. I'm like, oh, get me home. Yo, I fell asleep when I got on the bus because I've told this story many times. And anywhere I go, I could fall asleep on. We took a flight from from LaGuardia to uh, Toronto. <laughs> Sounded mad. LaGuardia. No, you sound like a, I don't even know what. <laughs> like a Long up. Island person. Like I was a, up. Or a Boston La- person. You know what Spanish people like talk Spanish to say one English Nick's word in there? Nick's Boston accent for next week. That's yeah. what it is. LaGuardia. La- La so anyway, Boston. we get to Toronto and it's about a... 45 minute flight Yeah and I fell asleep You, you get to 35,000 feet And they go You can turn your cell phones Okay now turn them off We're, we're uh, landing And before We we were in the air Like we just had left the floor It's up and down I look back Nick's dead asleep <laughs> Mouth open Head so, back yo, I'm like I are you fucking kidding me Yo so I, f- I fall asleep on the bus And I wake up I had my alarm To wake me up within an hour And then The girl next to me Was cursing out the bus driver Hard Every curse word in the book, right? <laughs> and the guy's like, yo, I don't know what you want me to do. I, I can't go any faster than this. I'm yeah. like, what's going on? She goes, we at, we just got to Rochester. Yo, 22 hours I was on that bus. What? what? I was supposed to arrive Wednesday. How did you eat anything? We it, stopped. It, it stops in Syracuse for like a half hour. It stops in... Um, Brutal. Pennsylvania. It st- yeah, it stops around there. And <laughs> yo, I was going to go to my dad's job at 10, 10 a.m. Wednesday. I ended up going like... Seven o'clock Thursday, dude. It was the it was the worst experience of my life when it comes to traveling. That's horrendous. Man. And people do that kind of traveling a lot on purpose and go to Australia. That's oh, psychotic to me. I I I couldn't. I can't sleep on flights. I I'm envious of you guys. No, I can't. I, I was I mean, on a, I was on a nine Nick, hour. I can't sleep on. Yeah, I was on a nine hour I, flight home from Greece and I was up the whole time. I'm sorry. I can't sleep on a flight because when we go to Vegas, I usually, I think I work the night before, so I get off like at seven in the morning and I just go. And uh, so I usually find like two hours to sleep. I don't sleep the whole trip because I just can't. Because I'm like, I'm first of all, I'm anxious to get there. Yeah. Wherever I'm, wherever the destination is, I'm always like, yo, I'm looking forward to it. So I'm anxious just to get there, and I'm, you know, I'm riled up, and then the adrenaline and shit. But after that wears off, the first two hours, I'm like, damn, I still got like three hours to go. But like, yeah, let me sleep a little bit. Honestly, the drive to Pittsburgh wasn't that bad. Like the, on the way there, so it's like six and a half hours, and I did like three and a half on the way there. And then we switched, but it was like fine. Like I remember, like the last hours, like I don't know if it's just like oh we're so close, so it yeah. makes it much worse. But it wasn't that bad. The way home was garbage. <laughs> I did like four hours because I was just like delirious. Like because we we got there on Saturday uh, night, and we just like went out and watched like the Patriots game or whatever. And then the next day we went to the stadium, and right after the game we literally parked right outside the hotel and from the stadium walked to the car got in the car and left and i drove like four hours and change straight and then danny did the rest and it was just like terrible it was awful and danny lives like 20 minutes from me so i had to drop i had to drive past my house (laughs) drop him (laughs) off and then go back i was like oh my god you know the worst that's the worst part coming back to the city because the last hour is in the city mm, and you're always yeah, sitting you in that traffic it. and yeah, shit yeah, yeah. i was at the point where i was just like yo i just want to be off this fucking highway because yeah. it's like you drive there's for 100 130 miles yeah. on one road and you're like barely moving the wheel and you're like i'm just trying to keep it together right now <laughs> yeah. and like yo i i get in my head like i'm looking at the lines then i'm looking at the cars and i'm like am i driving straight still so i like grab the wheel. like i'm like i started losing it and you're going yo i literally had cruise control on 80 something miles per hour the entire way yo what's e- nice is that in that that highway 
it lets you go 75, 80. Yeah, the, the speed limit is like 75, and like you just crank it to like 85. Yeah, I will say this. The easiest road trip I've ever taken was from Syracuse when I was in school to Cleveland. It's about, I think it was five hours. Like, you go to Buffalo, and then you go around Lake Erie yeah, and yeah, yeah. Cleveland. But we had like five people with us, so we were taking shifts, like bullshitting every hour and a half, just like pull over. I had someone else get in. Yo, that makes the trip go by so fast. If you have multiple drivers, like not two, but like... Yeah, you have four, a couple. three or four drivers. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it does that. smooth That's trip, especially if it's like five plus hours. Yeah, yeah. there was my worst experience ever with that is it, if it went bad the way it should have went, I there probably would be no veterans minimum right now <laughs> because I would probably be super dead. Hmm. But I was super going dead. up, I was going up to to Cortland to pick up John, uh, who was our cleanup hitter in our baseball league, and it was a championship game, and he had but he had finals, so he had to take his finals, and I had to drive his car from Astoria to Cortland. Which is about four and a half hours, five hours, and then back. But the day that I he went up, he must have been batting like eight hundred. It's season. about three and a half, four yeah, hours. Yeah. Cortland, yeah, yeah. It's, not. it's before Syracuse. Yeah. Syracuse, I don't is know. Four hours. I've never made it to Cortland in four in, in three and a half hours. I never. don't know what the hell the speed but, you're driving. So I, I and on the way there, it's complete fog. Now we're going all the yes. way up, yo. That route because you fog. take you take that same route to go to Buffalo. Yo, and if you take so that at bad. night, yo, my and parents never drove me back to school because they're like, yo, that, there's nothing to see. It's it's a terrible yeah, drive. Yeah. You're going through the woods. They're like, yo, yeah, take the for bus. about six hours. <laughs> Dude, and so this, it was completely fogged to the point where I can't see the lights in front of me. And this tractor, it starts coming in from the side, from the right side, and I'm going forward. And we're on a collision course, and I have to make a decision at that point. Do I press on the brakes or do I press on the gas? I swear to God, I came outside of my body. And I watched myself press the gas. Mm. I pressed it and I literally just passed it. Like to the point where Johnny, my brother, was in the side seat and he was up out of his seat, like trying to guard against the the truck that's about to smash into us. And I passed by it and Johnny's like, oh, 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 right. And I'm just like, calm, smooth, like my entire body. Like, and, And if you asked me right after what happened, I couldn't tell you. It was crazy. Wait, so like Johnny's like, "Yo, what the fuck? What just happened?" I was like, "Yo, what are you talking about?" I need to know more about this pickup real quick. What championship? It was a. It was and the ICYP you have to drive baseball. Him back? It was the ice. Yeah, I drove. No, was he it? drove back himself with his car. Oh, because it was finals. So, so he let he left his car. He took the bus up. I drove his car up to get him. Brought him back. Brought him back. He, he went back car. with his car. Did you guys win? We lost. Oh. He, he must went, have been batting 630 went, that season. I mean, because I would have never Somewhere drove. close. Nah, John, you know, yo, John's nice in baseball. John, the John baseball is player, nice is like... Yeah, John was the truth. Fucking guy will hit a ball in a gap. It'll roll forever, and he'll fucking it's pull up. He'll No, he'll pull up, like, rounding first so that a triples turn into doubles. He's really good at that. That's <laughs> showboating. But he hits him in the gap, so we like that. But, yeah, he went over for 3 that game. Yeah, but we, anyway. we partied hard when we got back. I was like, by the time everything set in and I kind of remember what happened, oh, I, I got fucked up that night. I was you, like celebrating life. You went to Cortland and drove back. So you just like, he just jumped in the car and you drove back. Nah, so I went to Cortland. We partied that night. I woke oh, up at, okay, I woke okay. up at 6 a.m. Yo, I was still drunk and other things. And I <laughs> and I fucking drove home in the same fog. <laughs> Yo, I, I don't know how I did it, man. Recently, we went to Philly and I got we got tanked the night. We went to the Sixers game. I drove home. at a football game at like 9 a.m. I was like, yo, we're going to wake up at like 6.30, 7 and just go. Yeah, we're driving home. I'm, Josh and Marco passed out. I hit Marco. I'm like, yo, get a bag. He goes, you're driving? Yeah. I was like, yo, get a bag. He goes, pull over. He's like, <laughs> He's like what are you going to throw up and drive? I was like, you're right. <laughs> I 
I was like, yo, I pull over, yacked everywhere on the oh side of the road. God. Yo, yo, I get back in so the car. Bad. He's like, dickhead, what's wrong with you? I, that was never going to work. <laughs> in 2012, after the Super Bowl, I drove from Indianapolis to New York. This is crazy. Straight through. 12 hours. Straight through. I was so wired. I can imagine. With the biggest smile on my face. <laughs> I My mom's like, yo, are you going to stop? To I was like, nah, I'm, I'm wide awake. I can't. Yo, people are honking anytime a New York license plate was passing by. Just like giving the soccer salute, the burp, 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 and yo, wired. Yo, first of all, on the way back, it was mad funny. We stopped at some rest stop, and I got a Heinz War jersey on, right? And this dude who's filling up next to me has a, a Roethlisberger jersey on. So I'm filling up, and I just go, fucking Jags. And this guy was driving alone, so he must have been just waiting for an opportunity because I didn't even get the word Jags out of my mouth before. He was like, that was the worst fucking defensive performance I've ever seen from the Steelers. He's like, you know what happened? They, they Once Shazier went down, they knew that our middle linebacking core sucked dick. He's screaming in the middle of this fucking gas station. Dude, I was dying it was so funny that's what I, was saying. I was like fucking jack that was the work and you just went off <laughs> you had no idea what you were getting yourself into. no it was great and then i got in the car and danny heard all of it and then i see the guy in his car like by himself and i was like that guy was probably waiting to say that shit probably yeah. bashing his head on the wheel after that yeah it was wild but danny dude also when we were driving back when we were driving back there was a car and danny didn't even see this there was a car that was in the right lane and i think there was a lot of people who were just like driving drunk from the game because everyone on the road had a Steelers jersey on like everyone's driving the same road and it was like, there's like a dirt hill on the side of the road. Like, there's nothing around. This dude accidentally goes off the road and hits the wall. And like, dirt and rocks and shit hit our car. And then he gets back on the road and just keeps driving like nothing happened. I was like, we almost got fucked. Yeah. Because yeah, he, if he comes back in shit, and yeah. he hits some car and now we're all just... You know he's probably drunk as shit. You know how many times I've seen that going from Buffalo to Syracuse? Fuck that. Dude, because outside there's nothing of, to do but drink up there. Yeah. Yo, outside of stadiums though... When you guys leave MetLife, you see one of those... You know how they have names of all the rest stops? Yeah. Vince Lombardi rest stop is one yes. of them. Is always just... A, the entire right shoulder is always state troopers just pulling people over. They must have a field day. Yeah. Uh, that's where they probably give all their tickets. That's because they make all everybody their drinks after games. Yeah. Everybody. And during games and before games. Yeah. yeah it's it, it's awful. You're going to be you be hammered. We drank before the game and then I just like didn't drink at all. Actually, no. I, it, during the game, I had one beer and it was so cold. That I drank like three fourths of it, and then I had it in my hand, and I'm just like watching the game. It's like an intense moment, or whatever. So I'm just like not even thinking. And then the next time I went to go drink, it was ice. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. That's crazy. Like even like the top of it, it it, it broke. Like I, actually, I like I picked it up and it like broke, and it was still like in the cup. And I was like, what the fuck is going? I was, it was yo, it was freezing. I would say I feel bad for you, but I have no heat in my house right now because the electric line went out. There and you go. My apartment's 45 degrees, and it's been 45 degrees for the last two days. <laughs> Uh, let's talk. Let's talk about that game <laughs> since since we're kind of talking about it. I was there. I was at this bitch. Uh, the Jaguars beat the Steelers forty five forty two. I in never in a million years would have thought the Jaguars were putting up forty five this week. Yeah, like, if if you would have told me that the the Steelers were gonna hang forty two on uh, Jacksonville this week, I would have asked Joey for money. <laughs> <laughs> I would have been like, Yo, man, look, I know you're doing really well for yourself. Uh, swing some over IOUs if you want to jump in on this bet holla and yeah I, I, and I, I probably would have <laughs> yeah and that was that was unbelievable and seeing like Ben's stat line he threw 460 yards and five touchdowns yo shredded them crazy when when Jacksonville knew they had to throw from behind right yeah. I think that's very impressive uh, obviously you know we'll get to the Jacksonville side oh, but that that's I mean, crazy yo AB like 
Yeah, he's he's incredible. I know AB is a great player. We all know that. Everyone who watches football knows that. But call God if you want to see the best receiver in football, just watch that uh, game on. Shout to Tim. Game uh, Pass. Nah, the was it called? Wait, which one? The Game Pass. Condensed game. The condensed. Yeah, game. it's oh, on yeah. Game Pass. Though. Yeah. Watch the condensed yeah. game, dude. Antonio Brown. The catches that dude was making when he caught the touchdown on a uh, in the back of the end zone on the yeah. fly. With one arm, with the other arm being hooked by Ramsey. Oh, that was the corner route. That was the first touchdown. The first touchdown. You on, mean, right? That was on Boye. Yeah. Even, oh, both, Boye? both were on Boye. Yeah. Okay, so Boye. Even crazier because Boye gave up zero touchdowns during the regular season. Up until season. that. Up until that, yeah. Dude. And yo, don't forget, this guy has a torn muscle in calf. his... Well, a torn ligament in his calf. Hasn't played in a month. That's the best secondary in football. Carved them up. That was very impressive, man. Seven, Hats off to AB. Seven catches, 132 yards, two touchdowns. When I tell you, by the way, and like I was sitting front, first row, 50 yard line. AB's the fastest guy in the field by far. Yeah, and he, he wasn't, wasn't even open. Great, great coverage Blanket. by Boye on Blanket. both of them. Like he's just ridiculous. he wasn't even open. But he just insane. Ben just threw it up to him. Dime, but those were dimes too. Yeah, right. he they was were. throwing dimes. Yo, some, yo sometimes a wide receiver just makes like it's just a perfect throw, and you can't stop a perfect throw. Vance McDonald had a fucking game too. Ten catches, hundred twelve yards. He's fucking out there. They're throwing him middle screens and shit. Danny called it. He says that he's the more athletic tight end. I mean, that's that's all fine and, and dandy, but I think <laughs> I think if you're if you're looking at this game, uh, the Jaguars, where they really came out to a, a an early start, and, and we were talking about this uh, last week. We were talking about how you know if the Jaguars get down early. Mm. then they're probably not going to be able to come back with Blake Bortles. And they had to play with a lead. Yeah, the exact opposite happened. I think what you saw was, uh, I think the Steelers have a, they, they have two things that go wrong in their history. Uh, number one, they get caught in trap games a lot. They get caught looking forward to the next week. And I think that they kind of felt entitled to just be in New England next week. Um, if you t- if you listen to them during the during the week, they were just kind of like, yeah, so uh, we're gonna we're about to have two revenge games in a row. Talking about uh, the Jaguars and talking about New England and yeah, Le'Veon Bell actually, I believe it was after, I think it was Saturday night. He tweeted out, uh, "I love round twos," and how you know this was gonna be round two for the game on uh, on Sunday against the Jaguars, and then the round two after would have been against New England. But yo, even going back further to him during the regular season. Tomlin was talking about how, oh, we're going to see New England again. Yeah. And at the time, they didn't even have a playoff seating yet. How about the biggest burn of the week at Mike Mitchell when he was reported earlier in the week saying, oh, we'll beat New England anywhere in hell. Wherever we play them, we'll beat them. And the Jaguars tweeted him, yeah, in Madden, you could play them. Yeah. Next <laughs> and and it's true because they were looking past the Jaguars, and, and that's what let the Jaguars come out to that lead because the Jaguars played mistake-free football in that first half. And on the other hand, the, it was just a bunch of mistakes – in a row by the Steelers, it, it was over and over and over again, and you saw that you saw that happen. You saw the, the Jaguars played their game, could completely control the tempo. Now, and it, it was really, really, really impressive that every time the Steelers seemed to make one of those Steelers play that turned the tide, that the Jaguars came back. But the second thing that always makes the Steelers is what they're known for is time management. Mm. And that game, as bad as they played in the first half and as big as the lead was, was in the Steelers. The ball was in their court for a lot of it. And they had just scored, and they decided to make an onside kick in the fourth quarter. When you know, listen, there's about to be three runs in a row. Like, there's no way they're putting the ball in Blake Bortles' hands. 
Yeah. With one possession left. This is about to be three runs in a row. And what happened was it was three runs in a row, and they stopped them. But what happened because of that? It happens a field goal because of the onside kick not and not only the that, kickoff. A penalty. Right. They, they didn't kick it for far enough. And yeah, and the penalty on top of that. So that just puts them right in field goal range. Now you make the stop. You come back. You score. But that three points end up being, ends up being the difference in the game. And the turnovers. Jacksonville played turnover-free football, and the Steelers did not. And their biggest turnover turned into six. Mm. And it Benny was really Papa. just it was really just coaching. And I, I, look, Mike Tomlin, he's a good coach and everything, but he got outcoached today by Doug Marone. And Doug Marone's team was more prepared to play that game. Doug Marone's team went went into the into Pittsburgh uh, against a team that had two weeks to prepare and put up a twenty-one spot without even trying. And shout out to TJ TJ Yeldon who took Leonard Fournette's place beautifully when he was out for a little while. That whole Jaguars team came to play. That whole Jaguars team had the confidence in themselves. That's one of the things that we said about about uh, experience in the playoffs. Yeah. That team never lost confidence in themselves. So shout out to the Jaguars, man. I, I think I think look that defense. If you don't believe in it at this point, like I don't know what else you need to see. I know that AB went nuts. I, mean, I know ben that went nuts I too. know that Ben went nuts. And Bo. But again, it was this was a a situation where yes, they bent, but at no point did they break. And at no point did they give up more than they than they needed to. So yes, they gave up 42 points, but the fact that it was a 21 point lead in the beginning and the fact that they scored on that defensive side, this is a defensive this is a Super Bowl defense. I mean, yeah, no one was ever taking that away from them. We all always said that they had a Super Bowl defense. And even the other interception that they had in the first half, I believe it was Miles Jack, that set up a touchdown. So you got to account for that. Shout out to him, too. He's a guy who a projected top three to five pick fell because of his draft stock. And I believe he played he 97%. He got hurt. Yeah, I believe he played 97% of the snaps this year. I mean, if that doesn't tell you that this guy's fully healthy, I don't know what will. Listen, Tim brought up coaching. I will say Doug Marone or Nathaniel Hackett, whoever wants to take credit for that, the first drive of the game. Going for it. Who's, no, that too, but who saw the Jacks come out throwing? Yeah. No yeah, one thought they were going to come out there. Play yeah, action yeah. three straight times for significant short dumps, passes, because they were stacking the box. Yeah, yeah. And then Lenny ran it in on the fourth down at the goal line. Like, dude, that's that's just genius coaching. Like, oh, everyone's shitting on Bortles, you know, players, the media. No one thinks he can do it. All right, we'll we'll put it in his hands. The first drive, seven nothing. Yeah, come back, pick Miles Jack, pick, gets the interception, one play, eighteen yard scamper for another touchdown, and you're behind the eight ball, twenty one zero. And that's huge in a playoff game too. You know what I mean? And those two plays were the biggest, the biggest plays of the game were that that's interception by Miles Jack for, for everyone too. Like that seven, yeah. that seven zero play. Like Bortles gets a couple of passes. Like, oh, all right, you know, I'm settled into this game. Exactly. And Fournette going for it on fourth down, trusting your defense, while at the same time banking on your offense to punch this in right here. For After t- throwing for it, for a team that thought that they were going to be playing with a lead the entire game, to co- for them to come down on the first drive of the game and score, it's kind of like, oh fuck, all right. And then the next drive, you get a pick by Miles Jack, and then there was the fumble that came shortly after that, I think, for for six points. It's like, oh yeah, that was before huge. half. That was right before the half. It, as long as, and that was a that was a drive that they were driving. To. Yeah, yeah, yes, they were. Inside, they huge. were in plus territory. They were, they, and they were gonna they were gonna cut it to a one point lead at that point because what. What ended up happening was they ended up scoring at the right before the half, and then they scored right after the half. Mm. So if they would have scored on that drive too, that would have made it a tie game at halftime. Instead, that swung the entire momentum and it was 28-14 yeah, going point swing there. So, and I, once you once you let the Jaguars jump out to an early lead, you are now playing Jaguars football, because I don't care if you're the Patriots, 
If the Jaguars come out to a lead and you let the Jaguars play their running style, they have a chance to beat you. And we're going to find out next week. But if I was Bill Belichick, the first thing I would say to them is, we're taking the ball first, and we got to score on this first possession. Whether it's three or seven, we got to score. I think also the biggest plays of the game were those fourth down conversions that they didn't get. They went for a fourth down so many times. Well, they were 0 for 2. And uh, plus territory. The one, the one, the, the toss play. Oh, early Yo, that play sucks. I hate uh, toss. Th- that play doesn't work in Madden. That play doesn't work <laughs> anywhere. That play is horrible. I don't understand how you have a, a pretty solid offensive line. Pittsburgh's not a, sh- a shit offensive line. And you have probably the best running back in football who always seems to just, oh, man, he's going to get tackled for a loss and then it, it becomes a five-yard gain. I think you should just put a fullback there and just pound it. Or what about every time there's fourth and one or fourth and inches, what does Brady do? He picked that's QB what I'm saying. Sneak. Benny Papa's Why, like yeah. 280 pounds. Yeah, he's, he's an old six, lineman. Six, five, six, six. Why can't you just sneak it there? And, and yo, another thing I have an issue with is these experienced quarterbacks, right? Uh, let's, let's throw in Matt Ryan in there, too. You've been in the league for a decade. You're telling me that you have to listen to everything your offensive coordinator says there? Right, it's fourth and one. Why can't you just be like, yo, you know what? This play sucks. QB sneak, or I'm not gonna do a play action and and go to hit Juju Smith a- across the middle of the field. Like, no, nah, just audible. You can't just audible there. I don't understand that. It seemed like Ben was avoiding avoiding contact all game. So he didn't want to run. Even that big run where he got a first down late in the fourth quarter, he was like kind of faking a, a pitch. Yo, that was great. That yeah, was, was, he did get them. But no. the reason why that pitch was so effective is because he was giving up signals. Like he was not trying to run that whole game. I don't know what's, what's up with him. I don't know if he's hurt or I whatever. I mean, yo, this guy's been getting tattooed for 15 plus years. True, so. but that could be the reason why he doesn't want to take that plunge forward. That lateral touchdown too was also brilliant. Yeah, Yo, that play, it was fire. That was crazy. I remember just checking because I had the triple Bs on all my DFS yeah, lineups. Looking for it. And I was like, yo, is that a pass? Is that going to be a pass? <laughs> like, what's up? It's funny because they cut to the sideline too and they had audio. Like, He's like, yeah, lateral that. Yeah, yeah. He said that. But, uh, yo, I was pretty impressed with the the Jaguars as a defense. Like, you bring up that toss play. Yo, they are the quickest. They're young as hell. I mean, every everybody's a, everyone's in their second or third year. Yeah. And you bring like veterans like Clyde Campbell to have, you know, Yannick on, what's his name? Yannick on, I'm going to butcher that name. And Guacque. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 A, a lot of people were saying he's the biggest uh, Pro Bowl snub. Yeah. Yo, phenomenal. And then you have the linebacking core of Fowler, Jack, and I'm missing, and uh, Telvin Smith. Yeah. And, and Paul in, in, in the middle. Yeah. So it's like, dude. On the outside, they're fast, and you have a, a savvy vet in Puzzlesny leading the way in the middle. And do you know what's crazy? The, is the, the entire team speed. One thing that I kept – I was watching the game with my brother yesterday, and one thing that we kept realizing is every time Pittsburgh ran a play to the outside, there was always a number higher than 65 out on the outside in the gang tackle. And that just shows you the team defense where the interior linemen are outside on the outside of the hashes making plays. And that, that's not a normal thing. That's not just an everyday defense. That's an ex, it's a, that's an elite defense that not only can beat you by those guys being beasts on the inside, but could also run down your... There should be no reason why someone with a jersey 80 and someone with a jersey 20-plus is getting hit, getting hit and getting tackled outside the hash by a guy with a number 75. There should be no reason that's happening. And that happened multiple times in that first half. Really, really swarming defense. You guys really hate that onside call? Hate it. I hate it, bro. You had you had the two minute warning with two timeouts. Yeah, hate it. You don't trust your defense enough to get a stop. I mean, just play the odds. That you know, like Tim said, it's Blake yeah, Bortles. Like you know, they're gonna play it safe and run the ball. They're but, running. They're gonna run. But it at the times. end of the day, they still have to go ten yards. Either way. But yeah, but you play for that instead of 
getting the stop on three plays and being down yeah, but, ten. But there's a, the only, there's a difference because with the, with the onside, you can catch them off guard and possibly get the ball back. They were lined up for it. They were, ex- you know, a un- but yeah. I'm saying like here's a here's you, sorry here, here's the thing though. Do you trust more your offense to stop the Jaguars for three plays? And then give it back to your offense with a little less time with no timeouts? Or do you think that your offense isn't capable enough to do that so you want to give the offense two timeouts? Or do, are you not – like, what's what's more – Here's what's, obviously the odds lie in favor of the three and out. Listen, I no, know but here, you were at the game, but they put up a graphic. Like, they haven't recovered an onside kick since 2014, I think it was, and it's been like 17 tries. Right. But what I'm saying is, like, at least you have the opportunity because either way – it's ten yards because if you kick it off, they get ten yards. But you know it's game's coming. Over. You know it's coming. What uh, the run? Uh, uh, sure, but I'm saying if they get ten, they've been running the the shit out of the ball the entire game. If they run the ball, they get a first down. Game's over. If you onside it and they get it where they got it, if they fucking kick it correctly and not get a penalty, they still have to go ten yards before they can put points on the so, board. So if it's ten yards either way, and one way you can possibly get the ball, you can get right the, away. You can get the ball. You could. You're definitely getting the ball. If you stop them in three in three plays, you're definitely getting it. Both times, though. Both times, yeah. But in one time, you put them in field goal range. No, no, no. And that's what yes, and that's what came back. They did with the five yard penalty of illegal. The game's over if they get a first down. Yes. They sit on either it. way. So why would you take the risk of them being in field, field goal range? Field goal range doesn't matter. Yes, it does because why? that, that was the, game. That was the difference in the game. Yeah, I think the they three weren't point in game, but they weren't in field goal range. They were gonna have to get they ten were. yards. They Bro, were. They got because the five, of the yard, five penalty. yard penalty because of the fuck up. But I'm sa- yes, of course. But you don't bank on a fuck up happening. Right, if you just it, onside kick that ball, but that's the chance of an onside kick. But that also turns a forty nine. All right, fine. It so, turns a forty nine yard attempt though into a fifty four yard attempt, and we're in the NFL these days. A fifty four yard attempt, especially from a guy like Lambo, who's been money since getting. Because since since becoming a Jaguar is down, that's a good bet either way. Forty nine or fifty four. I mean, I think, I'm not, I don't think it's like the worst call in the world. I had an issue with them not kicking a field goal when they got into the red zone to end the game to set up another onside kick. Because uh, when you get when you get that penalty, the ten second runoff for I I, mm, I think it was a false start or grounding. It was grounding, grounding, grounding. Right? There's about thirty seven, thirty eight seconds left, and you get backed up to the fifteen. Over there, I think you should just kick the field goal and then set up the onside kick. Instead, you just throw a, an out pattern. Not even. It's like a swing pass to AB. He doesn't go out of bounds. And then Juju ends the game on a touchdown. Uh, fun fact, that game actually covered the second half spread for the Steelers, that that touchdown there. So if you bet that in play, you got that. They go all dirty. Back to Vegas. But uh, always <laughs> back to Vegas. Um, I, I That was my big issue. I felt like you should have kicked the field goal there and then set up an outside kick. The thing, see, I, I disagree because you're so in deep that you're like, yo, this is our best chance to score a touchdown I, from where we're from. I feel you, but not when you take that penalty and you get backed up 15 yards. Right, but I, you can't account. Like, you don't assume that's going to happen. Like, I, don't, you, like, I don't know. I don't, but it, once it did happen, I, I agree with yeah, you. But yeah, once it did happen, there was 23 when seconds I'm, left when I'm inside, When I'm inside the 10, it. when I'm inside the 10, I'm like, yo, we need six. We need six here. But then I get the grounding penalty and you back me up and there's 30 seconds left. You know what? Let me just kick the field goal and then try the onside kick. Because you're going to lose regardless. So your best chance to maybe pull a comeback is to kick the field goal there and then you set up an onside kick. And then a Hail Mary. And then a Hail Mary. I'm I'm okay with that. I agree. You were inside the 10 or 15, wherever you were. It was pretty close to the goal line. I know that. But you you only set yourself up, though, with two seconds left in the kickoff. And then all they have to do is take it and knee it and the game's over. But if if you recover the onside, you're about the 45. Close to midfield, just say, right? So it only takes one out route to get into... 
not manageable, but a triable attempt of like 60 yards. Right, like a 10-yard out or 5-yard out. Cash, you guys a question? How long do you hold on to a bad relationship? <laughs> Big Ben and Haley have been going at it for about five years now. There's clearly there's something there. Why why do you just keep inviting yourself those those bad I times? Think, I think Haley should Pittsburgh be gone with that toss. Haley, I'm telling you right now. Everyone in that whole stadium hates that guy. Well, when you're calling a toss on fourth and one, I would hate him too. With no fullback, with the best running back. It, it just doesn't make sense. Yo, it's crazy how sometimes the, the simplest things are so easy to just spot. Time management. Teams should never. Bill Belichick a- once said it. No team should ever go into a half with timeouts remaining. Ever. You should always have to burn your timeouts. And throughout the, from the beginning of the year, that Monday Night Football game, Lions Giants, where with the field goal, Prater hits the field goal, and the Giants have all these timeouts left, and they could have maybe gotten the ball back. It's it goes back from the beginning of the year. You just see, yo, coaches don't know how to manage manage the clock. I say you got to have a kid that just plays Madden on the sideline and be like, yo, this is what I would do if I'm playing Madden and A scenario, B scenario, C scenario, and just just go from there. Have him call your timeouts. It's funny because like everyone says that like you have your online managers or you know your Twitter managers, but like Twitter coaches, whatever you want to call it, manager, coach, baseball, football. I still feel that way that like people, some people at home can manage time or the game better than the person in the dugout and it's easy to say when something goes wrong that you know oh i, I could have done this better i would have done that but yo i'm sitting at home like perfect example of that onside kick we just talked about like i'm saying yo you're crazy for not kicking that off you're crazy for not trusting your defense to make three stops on a team that's, on, on, yo, i don't know leonard man. fournette did nothing that second half like yo granted he did have a really good first half and he was running wild and i, I was like damn like we were just looking at his yards per carry last week, and he was—he hasn't had a good year at all. You know, he's had those big runs, but overall his yards per carry is like sub three. And then the second half, they kind of shut him down. He's banged up. But yo, he they, leaves the game for an extended period of time. They did what the fuck they wanted that game, and and I, you know, that's what and happens. I was talking, you have a twenty-one point lead, and but at that point in the game, you know it's coming. But, but we also it, are it, like, yo, do I trust a team that just gave up forty? But you Whatever know it's coming at that point it, in the game. Also, either way, like if if it's ten yards to victory or defeat, why set them up at the at your own forty-five or what ended up being your own forty instead of their thirty or their twenty-five? Why do that? Why there's no there's no purpose if either way first and ten the game's over. Yes, it's 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 purposeless at that point. But the purpose was let's try and get the ball and score. I, I mean, do I trust the defense that just got like, like 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 boss said over seventeen? And we're about to get we're about to get into a game where I'm going about to I'm about to use this logic. Like, if you expect to do something you have not done all season for the first time, and you expect that to be the winning formula, then you're out of your mind. And we're about to we're about to talk to a, 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 I, about a game that that everyone yo, was picking one team because they thought that one person could do something that he hasn't done all season, but. Like you can't you can't say we're gonna recover an onside kick when in, in the last seventeen attempts you haven't. Yeah, but that's not like an easy thing to do. Exactly. So yeah, so play. And you're defense. already bad at it. So play defense and get the ball with and, and a minute fifty left. What is everyone's percentages with onside kicks, man? Exactly. Nah, it's, it's, it's bad across the board. Exactly though. Exactly. I see you're you're making my point. Exactly. I know, but it's like you so you give have yourself to a try. chance. No, you nah. don't have to try. Yo, the defense is beginning to 
shit kicked all bro, fucking yeah, day. But not on that side of the two minute warning. If you're on the yes, other side of the two yes, minute warning, yes, fine. Yes. But not on that side when you can get the ball back. With it, yo, the way that they had it set up, if you bank six seconds per play, they would have got the ball back with a minute. They would have been punting at the two minute warning. That's what would have happened. No, no, no. There was fifteen. There was two fifteen left. At one play, they would have ran it down. They, no, no, but they, they had, had two, two timeouts, timeouts. so they would have used one of them on one side, one of them on the other uh, uh, at the two minute warning, then one of them on the other side. If you're going six seconds per play, so that would give them the ball back with one forty left or one one thirty, some somewhere in the range of just under two minutes. I mean, clearly they were, didn't trust the defense. I mean, and I don't think they really had a reason to. Forty five points. I don't know. I think you have to though. When the offense, I think Keelan Cole caught one pass. Didi might have caught two. I might be giving him too much credit. Marquise Lee had what three catches? No one, no one scares you. And like you were saying, boss, they're not gonna put the ball in Blake's hands. No, not not in their territory, especially not where he can throw a pick and And set him up for a field goal. Yes, no way. Yeah, I think that's a pretty pretty easy offense to stop. Yeah, don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. I'm I'm kicking that. I'm kicking that away. I'm not doing the onside. But I'm saying really? like because I, I thought you were taking. I, no, 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 I, I, I just then like, I got you wrong. <laughs> no, 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 the, no, because I, I, I just don't think it's like the most outrageous. Like what, what is the point of that? Like to me, I'm seeing a guy who's like our defense is like hasn't done shit all game. They're just driving the ball downfield like all day. I'm not trusting them to get to stop them for ten yards. Like we, they haven't done it all day. I'm gonna try my hand at fucking onside kick it. They also but, got a couple. But you're doing bad that anyway. Field position. They had a bad field position on defense a couple times. Yeah. Um, anyway, let's talk about the game that uh, fucking Tim was talking about. The Falcons and the Eagles. Look, the, I'll start with this one. The number one run defense in the league all season. You lose your quarterback, that doesn't change, right? An, an Atlanta team that is, as I went over last week, very dependent on running back touchdowns in victories, right? What did they do? They held Devonta Freeman to seven yards, as as expected. And if you if you expected Matt Ryan to be the savior of this game and throw three touchdowns, which is something that he hasn't done all year, then you're asking for it. Coleman had a good game, though, on the ground. Sure. That he's, he's, the, he's not the, the running back, though. Devonta Freeman is. That's the guy you're going to Yeah, but he got yards down. against that good defense. But so, did he so score? They were, but, they were, but they were effective yards and effective carries. Gotcha, but, but, uh, but did he score? No, he didn't score a touchdown, but they were still and running on that, that solid defense. But, but that's the thing. Like they're, they're running, they're, The difference in their rushing attack wasn't a lot between uh, wins and losses. The difference was, did the running back score touchdowns? And in their wins, the running backs score touchdowns, and their losses, the running backs didn't because their quarterback is incapable of throwing from one or two touchdowns in a game. And at this point, it's proven. He is in, in 2018, Matt Ryan was incapable of throwing for three touchdowns in a game. And he, he would have had to do that against this number one rushing defense in order for them to win. And I just, I, I, I listened to the podcast, I listened to the pundits, I listened to everyone t- completely discount the Eagles as if their number one rush defense doesn't matter. And it, it's it's preposterous. It was preposterous. It was preposterous from the very beginning. And they're going to have a chance in next game because of that rush defense again. And and to, and to think that just because they don't have a quarterback, the, the same quarterback, they were done, I think it's, it was foolish. And and when people, said, and people, when people said that, that just added fuel to the fire for Philly. And you saw it in Doug Peterson's face. You saw it in all the players in the press conferences. They're like, yo, fuck everyone who gave us no chance. The game changed at the end of the half when what should have been a pretty much an interception that it was as if the guy was fielding a punt return. Mm. Bounces off his knee. Was and that Trufant? I, I believe it was uh, Neil. Was it? Keanu Neal. 
he's yo Nick Foles overshoots Zach Ertz by 150 yards and it hits uh, Neil right in the knee ricochets back 20 yards and then it falls right to, to Smith catches the ball there at the 50 they run one out route to Alshon Jeffrey and the dude Elliot who's hit monster field goals for them all year puts up puts up points there that's a 10 point swing right there and Foles Foles managed the game I think it was like 22 of 27 he had a pretty impressive stat line. He played well, but the entire game changed over there, and that's a, that's a big possession there at the end of the half that that swung it. You look at yeah the, the Tennessee and um, Tennessee and Chiefs game a couple week, uh, two weeks ago. Same thing, end of the half. You get points where you're not supposed to. It completely changes the entire dyna- dynamic second half. How did we feel about Matt Ryan? I think Matt Ryan continues to be the most overrated player in the history of football. In the wow. history of football? Yeah, that's kind of... I mean, I think you're reaching hard there. I mean, who else is more overrated than Matt Ryan? I don't I mean, think he's I, like super overrated. Like, I don't think anyone has him like a top five quarterback. Consistent? I think everyone has him as a top five quarterback. Nah, nah consistent. So. Yo, they were on. he was on all your guys' top five lists going into the season. No. When we did that episode. First he was on my, every single one. He wasn't on mine. Oh, he was on mine. Yeah. No, no, no. That was Yards. What do you mean? It's like he was going to lead the league. Nah, we, were, we did an episode just for top five quarterbacks going into the season. Like, who were the top five quarterbacks you'd have going into the season? And I, I remember because I left Matt Ryan off and I had Andrew Luck. Yeah. I mean, he also had Kirk Cousins, so you got to take that with a little bit. Yeah, but I did that because of yards, dog. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't say. I would have to think about it, but off the top, a guy that's been has brought stability to the most important position in the sport for a decade and you haven't needed a quarterback and he's put up monster seasons year in, year out. He's put up one monster season. I mean, yo, they were a play away from the Super Bowl in 2012 there, too. You, Seattle, they, they've had right? many bye weeks, too. You can't just say that. They've won the division many times with Mike Smith years back. Oh, the most overrated player in, in NFL history, you're reaching significantly. I don't, think, I don't think I am because of the way you're talking about him right now. It's exactly why I think he's overrated. He's not going to win a championship. He he's incapable. He, so because, he he because he can't win a champion. Many people can't win championships. But to put him in the conversation w- with those guys is not where he belongs. Who's better, Matt Ryan or Philip Rivers? I know those are your guys. I I really don't like either of them. I would I would put neither in the top five. If I had to take one, I guess. Who do you think is more overrated? I'm, I I then want to go Matt Ryan over over Philip Rivers just because Philip Rivers has a tendency of choking. Matt Ryan. Doesn't have a tendency of choking, but he has a, a, a just, I'm going to go away. I'm going to step back a little bit. Matt Ryan's playoff numbers, I wish I had them in front of me, are, ridic- are atrocious. They're preposterous. For a guy who's considered where he's at, like go, go to his playoff numbers. And if you, especially if you take away last year's numbers and you just, every year except the year that Kyle Shanahan was the best coach in the league, they're bad. I mean, I don't know. I can't like read these stats like all the way at the bottom. Just cut career totals. Ten games. Uh, <laughs> they're good. Twenty touchdowns, seven picks. How many? How many of that came in the magical run of last year with Kyle Shanahan at the helm? Uh, the majority of them. Yeah, but he also he also played three games last year. Yeah, yeah. I mean, okay. So the numbers gonna be inflated. Sure, but besides that run, he's been mediocre to bad in the playoffs. And in real life, he's been mediocre to bad. And everyone expected him to be, like, good. Like, I don't understand. I, don't, I just don't get it. I don't like Matt Ryan's game at all. I think he's a, a 90s quarterback playing now. I don't know. I think that he's. I'm cool with Matt Ryan. So am I. He's my team's quarterback. Like, I feel good about my team. I, if, I'm, I'm a Jets fan. 
I'd rather take a chance on one of these top quarterbacks in the draft this year than take Matt Ryan on my team. I, I take your Bogan. If if I took a quarterback, even if this you think year, he's overrated, you if, know he's like good. If I took a quarterback this year, I would be more than okay with him having a Matt Ryan type career. More than okay, I'd be happy. I'd be, I'd be jumping out of my seat. Mm-mm. You would too. I mean, yes, I would. I <laughs> mean, like for the Jets, who haven't had a quarterback since Namath, sure. But like, if you if the goal is not just have a good quarterback for your franchise, it's win a Super Bowl. Matt Ryan's not going to win a Super Bowl. He's not gonna, and it, and it, and that's just it. Yo, of all your arguments, I think this is one of the worst ones you ever had. Yeah, I don't think he's the most overrated player of all time. I mean, I also tell me another overrated player. I don't, I don't look. He again, his team needed him to step up and be the next next level type of guy in this game right, against he wasn't. against a secondary who's much weaker than the front seven. That secondary is beatable. All I saw pregame was everyone talk about how sluggos are the reason why the Eagles are going to lose this game. Sluggos. They are the worst team against sluggos. Who, who couldn't convert a sluggo? They also lost Matt in the Ryan. last play of the game. So, I mean, yeah, but they lost in the last play of the game to make, the, to make them have 15 points. Like, the, the, the Eagles only put, I mean, the, the Falcons only put up 10 points. Against a team who was supposed to be done. Against, against a team they were favored against on the road. All right. Um, I mean, shout out to the Eagles as well. They play, they play like mad dogs. Uh, let's talk about the Patriots beating the shit out of the Titans. Um, shout out Corey Davis. That was the first play. Me and Danny were in Pittsburgh. Sat down at a table to see Corey Davis catching one-handed touchdowns. I was like, holy fuck. Do you know what's the craziest part? That call on the Corey Davis touchdown, I think they were going for it on like a fourth and three on that play. And I was just telling my brother, like, this is how you lose to the Patriots in the playoffs, right here. You don't take the three. Instead, you go for it and blah, blah, blah. And then Corey Davis makes a one-handed catch. And I was like, that's how you beat the Patriots in the playoffs <laughs> right there. We were, we were watching this game at a bar. And to our right was a table full of these chicks that were rooting for the Pats. And to our left, I'm pretty sure these guys had the 13 and a half because the way they were reacting told me that, A, they're, they're definitely not Titans fans because they didn't have any other gear. And they were reacting to the point spread because everyone gambles. They just don't admit it. And in between is Josh and I, and we're celebrating the Corey Davis touchdown. And then we're celebrating the the Deion Lewis <laughs> where he got tackled, but it looked like they let the play oh, continue. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. You should have saw how many people were confused in this place. <laughs> then, Who are these kids cheering for? Yeah, no idea. Yeah, I mean, there's there's not much to say about this game. Mariota, uh, Decker is a shot fighter. Yeah. Um, he's, he's not really doing much for you anymore. Davis... I'm, I guarantee you he's going to be flying off people's fantasy boards next year because they're going to be thinking about this game. People are going to be high on him. Um, I mean, Davis is the best weapon he's worked with, though. Yeah, but look, you also... And that was in a limited time frame. Yeah, but if... I feel like he's a speedster. And if that's what you get in the top five at wide receiver, yo, you can find gem wide receivers. You don't need one in the top ten. And I think that they were reaching on that pick there. Though I, I did say that their biggest need was a wide receiver when we were doing the draft breakdown for the Titans. I think Mariota struggled. He couldn't hit anybody. When your main weapon is Delaney Walker, a tight end isn't going to beat you unless it's a guy like Kelsey and Gronkowski, and I don't think Walker's on that level. And Derrick Henry, they New England came out, and they said that, yo, you're not going to beat us. You're not going to run wild. They didn't even run, I feel like, enough with Derrick Henry. Granted, they were playing from behind. I mean, they, they went up 7-0, but after that, I feel like they could have, I don't know, 
Yes, they did stop them, but I feel like they could have utilized the run classic, a little more than they did. Classic Patriots football, man. They took a, they they didn't run with Derrick Henry because they took him out of the game. Yeah, they put yeah. they had eight people in the box. They know that Mariota's weapons are aren't anything that's gonna scare you, and they dared him to beat him. And in that weather. Yo, Mariota was sprinting to the sideline to get a jacket on. You notice that too? Say, yeah, granted, yeah. Granted, he did play at Oregon though, which isn't like a warm weather. I know, but in the end of the day, his his his, his blood blooded. is from Hawaii, I know, I know. where a, a bad day for them is what eighty one degrees probably. Just saying, Pac twelve isn't like. The, granted, you think about like USC, UCLA, but you also got to Utah. And, and yo, in Tennessee, they get cold weather down there too. I know, yeah. They're also ending their season in November, and maybe maybe January first, maybe. One game, you talking about Oregon? Like they, they're they're ending I mean, their they, season in late yeah. November. They're they're not facing weather like this. I mean Utah is definitely like that. Sure, uh, sure. I gotta think of other schools off the top. I can't think of. Pac-Man. Yeah, but also not in November. Uh, I hear I what's more, Tim saying. More, and, and the more, one games that they're playing is in Arizona warms, and Dome. I was gonna say Arizona, Arizona State, like UCLA. No, USC. but even the one game that they play in January isn't it, yeah, inside. It, it's in the Superdome yeah. and it's it's a close. You or don't need Dallas to worry about the climate somewhere. Yeah, or the Rose Bowl, which is 70 degrees. And, yo, New, New England knew that they couldn't – the way you attack the the Titans is through the air. Brady – I thought Brady played well. I mean, everybody was – Amendola out the slot. He was cooking. Logan Ryan, former Patriot, they targeted the shit out of him. Mm-hmm. Brady had – I believe it was a, a, a 128 passer rating when targeting Logan Ryan. And what did Amendola do? Amendola, what do you have, 11 catches? 10? 11. 11 catches. Yeah, he was, he was dog in that yeah. game. And, and they knew that. Dion Luhu out of the backfield. What about James White? It was, it was a Super James, Bowl over yo, again. James White? Yo, Danny was losing his mind. You were talking about losing his mind. Him and Josh, yo, Dan, uh, James White didn't see the field until inside the 20s. Yeah. Dion Lewis, the entire drive inside the five yard line, his team now. Danny's, we're in a restaurant. I guess he had Dion Lewis on his fucking DF team. And he just, he just kept going, get this guy the fuck out of the game. <laughs> at one point, before his second touchdown, I think it was, he, he rushes and he gets tackled short. I think I like it the five. Josh goes, yo, he's grabbing his shoulder out of the game. I go, yeah, okay. <laughs> no, I was like, yeah. I was like, watching, and like next play, he runs it in for a touchdown. I was like, yeah, shoulder. And yo, the, really the little shovel pass, I completely forgot about that. So I'm thinking, oh, they have two touchdowns on the ground now, New England. And then I realized that Brady did that little pass. underhanded thing. Yeah. This is the healthiest that Gronkowski's probably ever been with the Patriots going into this round. Think about it. Every year, it's, he's either out. Last year, he didn't play. Yeah. Against the Giants, he hurt his ankle against Baltimore, so he was banged up in the Super Bowl. This is the healthiest Gronk has been all year. I mean, I think his whole career with with New England, and now you got a team that, if that's that guy is going to be a problem playoff Gronk. And last week he had a very solid game too. I'm getting ahead of myself a little bit, but Miles Jack versus Rob Gronkowski is going to be the well, key. Even, saying, yo, they're linebacker. The even higher. Tobin Smith, Smith yeah, too. Yo, I was going to say it's going to be the key to the entire season. Their linebacking core that, is built to play against Gronkowski. Exactly. They're they're built to cover those big tight ends, and it's oh man, that's it's gonna be a good game, man. I I think this I'm getting ahead of myself, but I think this Jaguars I think the game's gonna be Patriots game is gonna be a lot better than a than saw, a Patriots Steelers game would have been. Dirty on Twitter, yeah. Sign me up. I'm Same. doubling down. I was I, I was wrong on the Jags. I'm gonna be. Well, I'll save it for Thursday. There's not much else we can talk about Titans Patriots. Just yeah, that, it's just like the Titans you know. didn't deserve to be there. In the but there game. is something we need to talk about though, for for real. But I think there's seven straight Final Fours. Yes, the Patriots. Come on, man. Come on, you gotta, you gotta show love. You gotta give credit. It's where crazy credit is due. how at, at 
seven years, that becomes the norm. Yeah. You expect that. The last team to beat them before before this round. J E T S J J J. How ridiculous! How about this? They haven't lost a game on Saturday ever in the Belichick Brady era. Now they also get an extra day to prepare for this game. Think about it. They played Saturday night. Jacksonville goes from Pittsburgh down to Jacksonville. Not got to come back up to Boston. Got to take into account uh, the commuting. Falcons had played four of their last five games out uh, out of Atlanta. They put a lot of miles on that body too. Mm. We'll Mike Malarkey about. out as coach of the Titans. I think that that makes it a difference. I think that I think free, the Titans, free Henry, free Mariota, about yeah. time. Free Henry, free Mariota is right. Derrick Henry is going to be another one that's going to be flying off draft boards next year, and 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 for a good reason. I think Derrick Henry. And now Josh McDaniels like linked heavily to that job, which would be interesting. That would be a phenomenal fit. I think McDaniels is chilling right now. He's linked to the Colts and he's linked to the Titans. He was highly linked to the Colts. And yeah, the Titans I think, job came open. And yeah, because like now because it was this thing Tim was talking about last week. How uh, the guy Maggie, right or yeah, Nagy? Maggie, Maggie, Maggie. He is was it was the Bears and the Colts, and he picked the Bears. And last year, like Tim presented, if that if that was the opportunity, no one would pick the Bears over that job because but you don't know what Andrew Luck. Yeah. Right. And that that division too is now on uh, definitely on the rise. Um. All right. So Although the Titans and Colts doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, the last game we have here is uh, the wildest game that I actually had to miss. I was watching it on a phone on the drive back, but the Vikings beating the Saints twenty nine twenty four on a last minute ridiculous miraculous play. last second last minute. second last too. second that that was the most crazy play personally that was wild that I remember seeing in a football game. That's the first ever. Uh, game-winning touchdown scored with no time left on the clock in playoff history. Was it? Ever. Yo, walk-off helmet flip greater than walk-off. Yo, that was awesome. (laughs) So I I said that in the chat. I'm like, yo, helmet flip greater than bat flip. Yeah. Any bat flip. Yo, poor Marcus Williams. Uh, No one would have known him. Uh, if not for that, nah, I've not. They were uh, hyping I, him up before the game, yo, and he I did was, have a great year. Yeah, he, and I he had did a mention him too. often too. And, and also, I want to show him love because he had that interception that even made them get into that game. Yeah. Yo, keep this in mind too. Granted, it, it, you know it was a terrible play looking at it, but if he makes that tackle, Diggs lands in bounds, and it's probably game over. Game over. The way he like the way he went about his angle, he took. Yeah. So I don't know if he if he thought he was early and he like. Gave in and was like chill or you know I don't know what he. What, it looks like Diggs jumped for the ball and he wasn't expecting a jump. I don't know. I mean, he he might have thought he was early that if he would have nailed Diggs when he went up, that would have been pi and he's like that's the last thing he's trying to do there. Or I don't know what. I don't Yo, know, you know what, when what? you when you uh, playing Madden and there's like a sweep and you go to hit stick and that shit is mad off the you timing and the, how the guy's body yes. lays out. Yes. No, that's exactly what it looked like. It did. It, it looked did. like he was trying to just level digs and get the ball. Either he lands in bounds or he just rocks him there and he probably does that backflip where he yeah. fl- lands catch, on his head. Catch to complete. Yo, that Vikings defense is no joke. No joke at all. And, <laughs> yeah. and, and also, I got a lot of heat for saying how, you know, you take the better quarterback in every matchup, right? And I gave no love to the defenses. I saw that Breeze lit them up that second half. And you talk about halftime adjustments as a underrated thing to coaches. What makes you an average coach and what makes you an elite coach? 
Sean Payton came out. Mike Thomas dogged that game, too. That's an offensive mastermind against a defensive genius. Yeah. Zimmer and Payton. And the, the offensive mastermind should have won. Just that miraculous play at the end. Yo, a dude in Vegas said there was a, a 1 in 1.5 million chance of that happening. Like that scenario happened. Yo, you know what's crazy? I was watching at that time UFC on my TV and I had the game on my phone. And I was texting you uh, we're about UFC and you're like, I, I'm watching the game. You're like, oh my fucking God. So I'm just like watching the game. I don't know what happened. I thought I got into field goal delay, range. right? Because as, as Diggs is going up for that catch... And he turns. I'm like, yo, get out, get out. Like, take the three. And he just turns out. I'm like, oh, shit, no one's there. Like, what the fuck? And he runs it in. I'm like, wow, so this kid Nick was talking about. Shout out to Stefan Diggs for not, like, just landing and running out of bounds as he easily could. You know, he he had the wherewithal. Also, like, Case Keenum, man, he had an impressive game. Now, he made some bad throws, granted. But this dude made some really good throws in some really high-pressure situations all game. And what about Thick Tip Thiel? Thielen bailed him slot, out too, yeah. and yeah. he had Lattimore on him all year. And I was reading an article on PFF that said that Mar- um, Lattimore, he lined up in the slot only twenty two snaps all year. So I was expecting Lattimore on digs the entire game, but he was shadowing Thielen all over, and mm-hmm. that's a top corner. I mean, Tim has mentioned them pretty much every episode this year, <laughs> and yo Thielen dog too, and Keenum Keenum bounced back. Yo, my bad, but. Early in the game, or it was 17 zip at half. I need your thoughts on that PI on Diggs, on Crowley, Crowley on Diggs. Like, bro, that ball wasn't even catchable. It was out of the back of the end zone, and the penalty occurred before the end zone. I think, I think, it's like that's soft, and it was, and it wasn't. It was, it was a hand on hip. There was nothing there. I don't know. Like, I think for, for that I think to it's be a PI. Hell no! Look, look he had bro, his, he has arm hook though. Nah, he bro. did. Like that yo, ball wasn't even catchable, he but he couldn't bring his arm around, so you don't know. Nah. I think you're talking about where the ball landed too, right? Yes, it's yeah, an uncatchable I ball. No, I don't think it is. Yo, I'm telling you, you got to be able to challenge PIs. PIs. It's it's some of the biggest calls in all of football, whether it's offensive or defensive. What about the one on Decker in the in that Titans game too? It was like a third oh and eight. Oh my god, he and, makes a move and shimmies him. And, yo, yeah, they were hand fighting. You, that wasn't the line. It was five yards. Yeah, yeah. It was but like not even. Four, it was like a third and six. But not even that, yo. There's been way worse. But yeah, yo, he made his move and. Broke to yeah, the outside. He, he he put him on a he put him in a blender. Yeah, and he got open, and then they called offensive oh, pi third and that was a hard. first down becomes third and eighteen, and it's it's bedtime. Yeah, how do you guys like the Minneapolis the Minneapolis miracle as a name for that one? I heard that a couple times. Did you see? Uh, Schef- it. Schefter tweeted the front page of the, the I don't know what the paper's called the New Orleans paper Star Tribune. Whatever it was. Oh, New Orleans. Explicative, explicative, explicative in like capital bold letters. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you're a Saints fan. Yeah, if, my, if my team lost like that, dude, I wouldn't be here today right that's, now. That's I'd hard. Be, I'd be depressed. Yeah, that's hard. That's tough. I, I, li- I lived through the Deshaun Jackson punt. Um, that was regular season, though. That's true, too. Yeah. I, especially with the, the Saints had that had that this, team of this destiny team type won feel. A Super Bowl yeah, that, that was a Super Bowl. If they win this game. Quality team. And I was sad, man. That last play stopped me from going 4-0 on the picks this week. It stopped my Cinderella team that I've been on the bandwagon for. All Tim cares about. <laughs> I was sad. I was, I'm was. i saying, like, I, I'm not a Saints fan, but I was basically a Saints fan yesterday. So I, even I was sad, and I didn't, I, I didn't really care like a Saints fan does. I said that I... I could only imagine a Saints fan. I wanted to see one of those teams win the whole thing. I like Minnesota. I'm all about the Saints. Vikes right now. I think that this, honestly, is the best chance to beat the Patriots. Now that the, now that the Patriots have the, are, are in Jacksonville, and Jacksonville may give them a chance, but you have to admit, if Jacksonville wins this game, it would be 
against the odds. I mean, right. yeah, they're, they, right. they, they Clearly, opened up they're as a... Nine and a half yeah, yeah. Yeah. They're going on the road against New England. Historically, people don't fare well there. All right? So if, you was, uh, if you're making the fair assumption for now, although you don't want to assume too far in advance that New England's going to be in the Super Bowl, the team with the best chance to beat New England, if you're looking at it, is a home game for the Vikings. I think that's, I think that's the team with the best chance to win. Yeah. A home game for instead of the Saints or the Eagles on a neutral field. Uh, I think that, that little wrinkle... All I still sudden, think the Saints would have. What, what? How much do you think Case more. Keenum makes this week, this year if he if he wins the Super Bowl? It's probably gonna get franchise. I've been I've been reading. He's gonna get franchise. If I'm him, I'm holding. That would out. suck because like this. You know, obviously everyone knows about the Shermer reports that he's a top candidate for the head coaching gig, and uh, he wants to bring Keenum with him wherever he goes. So that's another thing to monitor. The road for a sixth championship is Blake Bortles, Case Keenum, and Nick Foles. But, I know, but it's also though the number one running defense in the league, the, the number Vikings. The, the number two running defense in the league in the Eagles, and the number one defense overall in the. This yeah. is this this is a completely defensive oriented outside the Patriots. Even the Patriots are that's the number one defense in terms of scoring defense this year. And I this is a completely defensive oriented Final Four we got. Going I mentioned on. this. And so was so was against the Legion of Boom. I was going to say Legion of Boom. Down 14 in the fourth quarter. I mentioned back, this Congo a couple out. years ago. Different, Yo, you throw away all stats, all trends, betting trends, all that when it comes to the Patriots. It's a different breed, different animal, different situation. Listen, the NFL is a copycat league, and we see three teams in the in the playoffs with mediocre quarterbacks. And I'm not saying Russell Wilson's a mediocre quarterback, but we saw those teams built on defense. And now years later, from those two appearances from the Seahawks, we see three teams in the Super Bowl built on defense. Built on the same type of defense, which is it's a copycat league. Make make the secondary the best you can, and get and, and build a front four where you can create pressure with just the four, and no one creates better better pressure than Jacksonville. And everyone knows with Tom Brady, the way that you get to him is pressure. So I the biggest X factor in that matchup is a guy that doesn't even play. He's not and he's not a head coach. Tommy Koff. Tom Coughlin, baby. I'm I'm with it, man. I'm, That's look. the goat. That's the goat <laughs> because he stopped the goat from being the unanimous goat. Look, everyone knows that I've I've had a a little more affinity for the Jaguars than they may have deserved these past couple of years. But they're finally they're finally deserving it. And I think that the Patriots, if they think they're just gonna walk on to the Super Bowl, I think they're mistaken. I think this Jaguars team has a lot of fight in them. I don't think they do think that. God damn it! You don't think so? I don't think they look. I see anybody. Patriot fans flexing on Facebook already. Have you ever? Have you? Oh, seen, have you ever, what about the Jags? The Jags don't have a chance. So, oh, Jalen no. Ramsey landed. At, they went to the uh, to Everbank. I think Evergreen, whatever the name of the arena is, uh, the arena, the stadium. Yeah. There's three thousand people in the crowd, and he's like, "Oh, we're going to the Super Bowl. We're winning that bitch." Yeah, Yo, that. Hey, be Miles, careful, man. Just that's be been Jalen Ramsey doing Miles all year. Yeah. Jack on the on the scooping score before half throwing up L's. Yeah, yeah. I was like, "Oh God, that was hard. That was dope. That was dope. Yeah, it's a tight game." Yeah, 15-yard penalty. And, yo, Blake, Blake's been getting torched his whole career, right? Just getting called out. Belichick's going to do that Belichick thing now. Like, yo, Blake's a great quarterback, you know? <laughs> you just blow smoke up his ass. Woo! I mean... I don't think the Patriots are a team that would ever, like, look past I mean, anybody. Neither, Let's save this for Thursday, but... Yeah, I mean, we will. Honestly, there's a, there's a lot of cool things to look at in this game that where... I'm looking forward to Thursday. So am I. I'm looking forward to Thursday as well. I'm, I'm looking forward to Sunday. These two games are Sunday, Sunday. This weekend's going to be fire. We're going to be in Boston. We are. 
watch the game there. And we go for another fucking four hours. What are you guys doing in Boston this weekend? We're going to UFC. Oh, yeah, that's 220, right. 220, and that's then right. we're going to... I want to go to the game. The tickets are ridiculous. I think tickets will drop because everyone thought it would be Steelers' pass. Like, that's that's a, a great point. It's a rivalry. That's a I very think, good point. I, I don't think Jag, like Steelers fans travel very well, and they'll probably pay up for whatever the price is. Yeah, you'd be surprised. There's a lot of Jags fans at that game. I, did, I heard all I heard was Duval. Fucking uh, Duval, yeah. Duval. It was crazy. It yeah. Was I, Jag- I'm like, it, was, it was loud when the Jaguars were playing. It was also loud in the stadium. I mean, there was out and yo, the Jags fans yo, that was down. the loudest I've ever like heard like at a yo, game. That was it was insane. You couldn't hear. Yo, anything. listen, I I had my my professor in college tell me how shitty of a stadium that is, and I know you went to a Super Bowl there. So did you go to the Super Bowl there? Where in Jacksonville? Yeah, yeah. yeah. How shitty is? Yeah, it's pretty bad. He goes, yo, that city was not prepared for Super Bowl. It wasn't. They actually they had, had no bring, hotels. They, they had to bring, bring cruise boats. ships. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Yep, I learned all about that Super Bowl class, baby. College fire. That is fire. You got a Super Bowl class, bro? I swear to God, I I knew Nick could attest to that because I know I remember him telling me he went to that Super Bowl and it was the worst like fan experience, like in I, terms of friendliness, fan friendliness. How do I teach that class? Meanwhile, Pittsburgh, that We're, fucking city is awesome. Like around the stadium, there's like bars and did shit. You walk, did you walk the bridge? To yeah, get to the we walked the bridge. Like, yo, there's hotels right over the bridge. There's a whole downtown it's area nice. with like it's fucking awesome. You got to remember the the Jaguars are an expansion team. I believe right. them and the the um uh what's the, what's the newest team? The Texans, well, the Texans yeah. right? They're the two newest teams. And what happens is those teams get guaranteed a Super Bowl venue. Like they're going to be the whole city. And that's what happened with the Jaguars. They were nowhere near prepared. A lot of people say that that was one of the worst Super it Bowl was. experiences. I think the one in New York sucked too. Dude, New York sucks. I no, thought New York. I didn't think, I thought New York. MetLife is right. MetLife is like a cool stadium, but like, there's nothing around. Hold on, well, not, around not even Met that. Life, not, not even that. Not it's even that. New York. That's why it was tagged New York, New Jersey. When they yeah, hosted. but they put the Super Bowl experience where for people that have never been to a Super Bowl, if it's ever in your city, I I've been preaching on on us going. Just even if you're not going to the game, just go to the city because it's dope. There's always the NFL experience where it's they bring things from the Hall of Fame. They have autograph signings. They have a uh, pump. Pump, pass, and kick. They have all this shit there. They put that in Times Square, yeah, which is already a shithole. Now you're throwing all of this radio row and all that. It was a disaster. Yeah, it was and the game is outdoors. This is you just speaking as a New Yorker. No, For but anyone it, coming from out of town. No, nah, but there's also a person that I've also been has to. Has been to how many Super Bowls? Been to like ten. Ten Super Bowls. Right. Ten. So, yeah, bro. Oh, you and fucking all the, piece of shit. <laughs> I would have so went. It would have been eleven last year if I didn't switch Hogan out of my lineup. You remember that? Yeah, <laughs> I switched him out too. You piece Listen, of shit. Yeah, all he these... shows up to the stadium hobbling on crutches. I'm like, oh, he's not gonna play. Three touchdowns later, <laughs> I'm all the way at the bottom instead of at the top. All these cities you've been to, and that's amazing. Eleven Super Bowls is fucking incredible. That's fucking an experience. But none of them are like New York City. No, no, no. I, Meaning population wise, traffic wise, and even the things to do. I'm not. T- I'm not. I'm saying. The fact that you put it, first of all, it's in a cold city without a dome. But that was an right? experiment. That was that was the thing. It was the first go at it. Let's see. Yeah, it. and then you set up something that's supposed, supposed to, to be, be a trendsetter. Everything, every every NFL experience, they put it out in in far away. It's in a desert. It's out in the open. It's, we don't have that in New York. I know, but to put it in in Times Square, it just makes no sense. Why not put it in because Jersey it's the or most something? populated area? Yeah, but it's, it's it's I know what you're saying. Like it's hard to to experience it yourself. Like you could experience a lot of people at the NFL experience. Like oh my god, there's a shitload of people here. Yes. But in terms of like if you want to play punt 
punt, pass, yeah, yeah, and kick. You're not. not you're gonna be online for two hours. You're like that's fuck and, that. And I'm man. also I'm saying, like, yo, how, how crowded is is, is Times Square? No Already, what time, but right? that, but and that, now you're gonna set up these pop up shops. You're gonna set up Radio Row. It's all about business, bro. I get that. I'm just telling you as the experience, though. I know because you've been out of New York City. Anywhere in New York is. It's not a fun time for a New Yorker. Exactly why they shouldn't do it in New York. You're anymore. just like, oh, more traffic. Fucking wonderful. No, but it's not even like that. He's saying like as a, consum- as a consumer, it's like the lines are going to be longer. Everything's going to be overpopulated. Bro, if I'm a consumer coming from Seattle and I'm going to the big city, I want to see the city. And well, be Seattle's able- a nice size city. But yeah, they but were, I'm like- saying they were in the Super Bowl that year. I'm saying. Oh, okay. Or like Denver, any of both of them. I'm coming from the West Coast to New York to watch my team play the Super Bowl. I want to see Manhattan and, and experience everything in one shot. You could they afford you the opportunity to do that. I don't know. I think that would I get know. old quick. I would kind of be like I could have you could have seen the city without having to wait an hour and a half to get a fucking t-shirt. Yeah, you could see the city I and mean, then go to the NFL experience in, in the parking lot of New Right. Life. If you're coming to New York, you're going to do the experience. And, 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 nobody, and nobody from New York would have done that. So they would have lost a ton of revenue. Nobody from New York. Right, would we get go it from a, but we're not talking about a business aspect. But when when you're the host, that's what the ho- they're catering to the host. But we're talking about but Super consumer. Bowl's not. Right, but we understand we understand why it happened. Just sucks. Anyway, <laughs> it makes sense economically, but a lot of that's shit what makes I'm saying, sense but economically. That, but that's what they're all about. They don't care about. It makes sense economically with DHT in the food, but now everyone has cancer. Here we go. <laughs> move on, please. Okay. <laughs> don't I mean, eat I have DHT to move products, on to. by the way. I've got nothing to move on to. That's it. That's it. That's it. We got we got next week to move on to, baby. This is yeah. it. I'm we got Thursday. To talk about these Thursday games and shit. And make make my picks. Yeah, yummy. I mean, you could try and make your picks, but I I put up 13 points last week, so uh, 14 points last week. So how's your boy? And we got Tim, go. you're only like six points in front of me, dude. Chill out. That's all. I, that's all I need. Games are 10-5 this week, I believe. Ten five, on. and then the Super Bowl, you wager. Wager what you have. I'm like you know right now. All my points are going into the Super Bowl. Yeah, I remember last year you put up one point so you could stay in first. Fucking he does pussy. something like that. I mean, I'm probably gonna do the same again if I have the if I have the points. What a pussy! Now you can call me a pussy all you want, as long as you call me a winner. Pussy, winner. <laughs> <laughs> uh, ain't win shit yet. Well, what was I gonna say, Tim? Where can they find you? At Tim Patrab on all social media outlets. Uh, Brodo's back this week at Brodo Fantasy. We are going to be giving out our yearly fantasy awards that were voted on by you, the fans. Nick Lamvm10 on all social media also. And Yo, are we getting a, a DB U220 preview? Yeah, I yeah. am. Let's go. I'll, I'll plug that next episode. I like having it first and then plug in. Learn from one of the goats. Actually, <laughs> one of the legends of YouTube. At <laughs> <laughs> uh, ndevito 27 on Twitter and Instagram. And you can find me in Boston this weekend along with Woo! three quarters of the VM crew. Tim, oh! I want to Tim say. Lost, Tim's invite got lost in the mail somewhere. Yeah, I want to say that I am very me. proud to announce that I've converted another another one of my friends. Nah, I, but, I, I, nah. Yeah, yeah. Boss <laughs> on board and sending lineups. Nah. DraftKings got another daily player. <laughs> I play once in a while. I dabble. Yeah, you know what that turns into? <laughs> An addiction. Uh, yeah, that's good. <laughs> uh, you guys can follow me on Twitter at Joe Santagato and follow the show at Veterans Minimum and our Facebook page, facebook.com slash Veterans Minimum. And we will see you on Thursday. Do it okay. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. 
From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.